0: to connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Natasha, how the fuck are you?
1: I'm really, actually, I poured my wine into a mug so Mm -hmm. that it could be the Endless Honeymoon, but then I was like, this is way too heavy of a glass to drink wine out of. I'm
0: What? I'm there just, are rules about he- how heavy your wine mug I, can be. I can't like didn't like bar-
1: have like a like my fists like
0: Didn't barbarians used to have like an elk's horn that they would swill mead out of?
1: Listen. I'm just gonna put some sparkling. There water are rules in about hair. how
0: heavy the thing you drink wine out of has to be. You
1: know what they're instincts, Moshe.
0: Oh, you got great instincts. Natasha, speaking of instincts, your instincts my instincts and the instincts of some very aggressive Instagram DMers were all wrong when it came to the one and only mayor, cutie Legero. She has had what I would call a miraculous recovery.
1: Well, part of the thing is I've decided like, I only give her dog food her whole life because I realized when I gave her people food, she'd get really sick.
0: Oh yeah, you used to give her like blintzes and and but then lobster I, and... for
1: like six months. I just didn't know, and then I was like, oh, you don't want your dog to have like you diarrhea. Used to take her to Bojangles and vomit at the same time every night. Uh huh. So anyway, I've just been giving her anything she wants to eat,
0: and that's what's got <laughs> the pep in her step.
1: Now she's like this whore who's like <laughs> waiting for like sliced turkey to be like. Well, thrown into her mouth. Isn't
0: that what you want from, like, your grandma when she gets to be to that, like, befuddled, like... I I'm fixing to die. Like kind of Mitch McConnell. That's kind of the energy that Mayor Cutie has these days is kind of Mitch McConnell at a press conference. But she's not whining anymore. She's not. She doesn't seem to be in pain. She doesn't seem to know where she is, that she's a dog, or who we are. But she's definitely chilling right now. She doesn't seem on death's door. I gotta- She's
1: on OxyContin or whatever hydrocodone kind of opiates. And she's eating... You know, Eating caviar regularly. and and turkey and scrambled eggs and cheese and anything say, give, you know. I got a,
0: a few DMs. For God's sake,s put that dog to sleep now. As <laughs> if, as if a podcast listener should or can be involved in that most intimate decision making. Uh, you know, it's like. What, why, what, what occurs to you? Somebody said to me something funny recently. He said, if you've ever commented on someone's post and you don't know them, you're a loser. <laughs> Just period. That's a rule in life. If you've ever gone and commented on somebody's post who you don't know. Um, but Natasha, Mayor Cutie is doing much better. I mean, listen, she's still like Catherine Hepburn at the, uh, in on Golden Pond. She ain't going to make it very long. She's definitely at the. She's at the end stages. She's I know. in. She's got a Feinsteinian energy to her, to her cognition.
1: Who's Feinstein?
0: Diane Feinstein, who the other day had to be reminded that we were. She's one of the most powerful women in uh, in, in the world. She's one of the most powerful senators, and so is Mitch McConnell. Uh, Diane Feinstein and Mitch McConnell, Are two t- daughtering. They're the towering duo of the Senate. Involved in the decision-making apparatus of the United States of America,
1: and just doddering clods.
0: They do not know that they're in the Senate right now. (laughs) They are not aware. They are not. They think that they think they're voting on ending the Vietnam War right now. Anyway, Natasha, that's where Mayor Cutie's at. Mayor Cutie's doing better. She's not whining. She doesn't seem to be in pain. She uh, she will live. To podcast another day.
1: I know. I just feel guilty that I'm keeping her alive, but I can't. She loves turkey now. All of a sudden, like I can't just like have Doctor Death come and inject her and take her away in that doggy casket, like w- they did Pablo. Well,
0: that's one of the people. in the, One of the tests that people in hospice do. They come in, and when they decide whether or not to take away, you know, uh, the breathing apparatuses and stuff, oh they put God. a slice of turkey in your face, and if you if you lick at it or nibble at it, they say you still have a will to live. What's the matter with you, Tosh?
1: Sorry, I just started thinking of my dad.
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry too. I didn't. <laughs> well, that mean was that.
1: the last person I knew who died, and I was trying to imagine if he had pain.
0: Uh, I'm sure he didn't.
1: Well, he called me when he was in pain, so that's I'm, what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, about. I was trying to kind of do a.
1: But that's what's hard about animals, because you don't know when they're in pain, and they still have those cute little eyes.
0: They do have eyes, honey. You're so right about that. And, and like,
1: cutie has these big eyes, and then she she gets them really big when she's hungry, and you see all the whites around her little well, chihuahua eyes. Well, let me say this: You can't like have the guy come inject her.
0: You don't put a dog to sleep until she does has, until she has at least only one eye. <laughs> you got to wait for one eyeball to fall out before you. Listen, <sighs> we're happy to have her. We're happy our family is still intact. We're moving forward, Natasha. You've been out of town for a few days. You were you decided to take some me time away mm. from the family, and I gotta tell you, it was uh, it was as if a it was as if a a fog a stinky fog had left the building. You know, you know what, it was Marcia? light and easy breezy around here.
1: That's really rude.
0: No, I'm saying that in a positive way. I'm saying go do more self care weekends.
1: Listen. Thank you for not judging me and letting me just go away for a couple days if I want to.
0: I got my eyes on the prize. You know what that prize is? What? Orgy Dome. Burning Man. 2023. (laughs) I know what side of the... Uh, the bread, my toast has come on, also,
1: I want to say we had an amazing patreon dinner party, even though it was a pizza party, which wasn't exactly what we planned. We wanted to have an, a meal, but then it was like, we didn't have enough time to cook Listen, it. We have, but a, our conversation that we had we has have been have a
0: sticking podcast with producer <laughs> that, as when it comes to ideas, is bankrupt. <laughs> I mean zero percent. Pete. you want to do a pizza party, a pete. what am I? What is this nineteen ninety one? You know, and we're talking about. Uh, I mean, our pizza, pizza was amazing. You remember that song from '91, "Party Pizza Party"? When you're rolling out the dough, something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, um, no, I'm just kidding. Laura is a producer, a divine producer, with a with a with a brain, a powerful brain, like like Mitch McConnell and Diane Feinstein combined. I would say. No, I'm just joking with, you know, I'm joking. Girl, you know, I love you, Laura. I'm just kidding. But the point
1: is at our dinner party, we had this discussion and we had a lot of people come and it was really great. And we all got to talk and we went around the whole party and everyone kind of said a few things. We had some questions.
0: What was the question that we asked everybody? Oh, how do you, how do you like to be loved? That was the question that we asked. How do you like to be loved?
1: But then two people in our party mentioned they had men boyfriends who they're not with now who put like
0: um, oh, they I had remember. put
1: towels in the dryer and had the And the,
0: snuck it to them in the shower.
1: Yeah, the women had been in the shower and they were like, "Oh my god, I forgot my towel." And then all of a sudden this man came with like a warm towel that he brought from the dryer. And
0: I I remember I said, "I that's a good technique." Because I could live to be 150 and never think of something like that. I would never... Laura, have you ever had somebody bring you a hot towel? Natasha, have you ever had somebody bring you a hot towel? Yes. You have? Yes,
1: I said it at the party.
0: I know, but I'm doing like a weird like a reveal yeah. of information. Who was it?
1: I don't remember.
0: You don't remember the man, but you remember the it towel? It was
1: definitely someone who like, I was out of his league.
0: <laughs> that's the kind of behavior you do So they had to somebody like- that's out of your league for sure. That's very funny.
1: But I will say that um, just that as a metaphor, like how can we all treat each other like that? Like be a warm towel out of the dryer to each other when we're all kind of like trying to figure out what's up because it feels like there's a lot of um, challenges happening right now.
0: I'm going to hand you a warm towel at some point, but it's not going to be the dryer warmth mm. It'll be because I just pissed on it. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm holding warm towels all day cleaning up Cutie's pee. That, that is what another That's reason.
0: Hot. That's nice. <laughs> See, she loves you. She provided you with them warm towels.
1: <laughs> you know, the first day I met Mayor Cutie, she she um, she um had these really long nails because they found her in the dumpster. And what do you mean
0: they? Dun- LAPD?
1: No, Duncan. Who, is that the
0: guy that brought you the warm towel? He, he brought me is he warm towel Mayor guy?
1: Cutie. No, no, he's not. He brought me Mayor Cutie though for, that he found in a dumpster and she had really long nails and she like scattered across the kitchen table and then like jumped into my lap and then pissed. Mm. And I remember like Duncan was like, that's because she found her home.
0: You pee when you get to your house? <laughs> I <laughs> guess dogs kind of do do that, don't they?
1: But then she pees. Now she's peeing when she's leaving. So it was kind of like a nice It's <laughs> like circle. a goodbye.
0: It's a hello and a goodbye. It's a booking. <laughs> Old friends. <laughs> Natasha tonight. Uh, tonight, you know, I've been thinking a lot about lies because, mm-hmm. like, it's very funny. Like tonight, we were at sh- we were having our Shabbat dinner, and let me let me be honest. We yeah. Do, well, go ahead.
1: No go. Yeah go.
0: Well, our child, little Adolf, has been f- for the entire time she's been a conscious human being. I would say wantonly disrespecting. The Shabbat ceremony, I mean, like, like doing like going like blah 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 blah, blah. like the minute I try to do the Shabbat Shabbat prayers. I'm not the
1: Shabbat prayers,
0: that's that's (laughs) what you're gonna do, just a small slip of the tongue. That's what you're gonna no, I just
1: think it's funny because you like feel that it's it should be sacred.
0: Well, I just think like it, it deserves a little bit of respect, just a little, it's 10 minutes long. There's a little blessing you do of the kid, it's very
1: age appropriate what she does.
0: Well, anyway yeah it's age appropriate but it's also age appropriate for her to like you know like walk around the house like with no pants on but you tell her hey put the pants on you know so i'm trying to get her trying to get her to kind of like give give that shabbat the respect it deserves and natasha i'm trying to get her to like behave a little bit she won't do it natasha out of nowhere goes if you don't listen to dad about shabbat we're gonna send send you to a special Shabbat school where you have to learn about Shabbat all day long, and all you'll all you'll ever do is like rules. About Shabbat. I didn't say
1: it all like, you'll ever do. I just, just said like a, like a weekly class or something.
0: A threat that that wasn't necessary and couldn't exist in the universe like 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 there's a boarding school with like like that Oliver Twist went to but it's all Shabbat focused and I go no no that's not we're not
1: I was just trying to get out of it I know how much it activates you so I was just trying to get us out of it
0: and the way that you did that was a a by
1: scaring her that she would have to do even more Shabbat
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like the opposite.
1: Cuz I wanted her to know like she doesn't have it that bad. <laughs> the implied like... <laughs> in that
0: lie is like, listen, we all know Shabbat fucking sucks. Okay? Guaranteed. We no. know this is fucking torture. No. If you but don't you do like the full long prayer and she's like, If you like don't five. straighten up and fly right, we're going to fuck we're going to send you away to Shabbat town and you're never ever going to experience anything but Shabbat for the rest of your life. Anyway, finally she did she did a little bit. We, she chilled out enough for us to finish our Shabbat meal. And after the meal, do you remember she, she treated us to a performance cause she's been in like a performing arts school all week. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was a very sobering po- parenting moment because when she first came out, she was like, dude, like she was kind of improv this song from the top of her head, you know? And it was really, it was kind of deep. I remember you even turned to me and you go like, she's a lyricist. And I, <laughs> and I was thinking that's good cause she ain't, she ain't a singer. But, um, <laughs> But she was saying this kind of deep stuff about like, let me out of here, you know, like, I want to be free. I want to be, I want to leave the surface. And then she goes, and go to the nerfist. And I was like, okay, so she maybe isn't a lyricist either. The nerfist.
1: But that's what's fucked up. Like, as a parent, you're like, she's a poet.
0: And then she says nerfist. And you're like, hmm, maybe I just love her a lot. I'm not positive. She is a pretty cool kid, though. Yeah. I was, I was having some fun while you were out of town. Me and her were having a straight up blast. You know, you know what I did with her? Hmm. This is what I realized fathers do. I took her to three restaurants.
1: Oh, I know. I talked to Moshe. He picked her up at her camp at four and by 6 p.m. they had gone to a juice bar. (laughs) They had gone to a, a ramen bar and then they had gone to Pinkberry.
0: What I lack in
1: in 2 in 2 hours he went to 3 places.
0: What I lack in parenting skills I make up more than make up for in ability to go to buildings. <laughs> And we went to a lot of buildings, and I didn't have to do shit. I just kept purchasing. That's
1: exactly what I don't want to do.
0: I just, I thought you didn't want screen time. You don't want experiences either. I don't want to
1: drive to buildings.
0: I just kept. Purchasing, I would rather do
1: art in the yard. I
0: just kept purchasing foodstuffs, and she kept being engaged. I'll tell you what happened though. I took her to fucking Pinkberry, and we we're about to eat Pinkberry. And the Pinkberry people go, "You want to be? Do you want some Barbie sprinkles?" And I go, well, Barbie sprinkles. And they had Barbie sprinkles. They were movie themed. They were the color of the movie. I go, I thought to myself, how big is the promotional budget for Barbie <laughs> when they have contacted Pinkberry Inc. and said, we want to do a special sprinkle. And then they go to a sprinkle factory and they make fucking pink Barbie sprinkles. They made a food stuff to promote a film.
1: I hear you. Well, what's really crazy is like, first of all,
0: I couldn't get comedy central to tweet about my show (laughs) on their own Twitter account. I would call them and go, could you think you could tweet about the show on your network? That's tonight. And they go, I'm sorry. It's different. It's different teams. They wouldn't tweet about it. I go to pink unrelated. I go to a fucking yogurt place and they go, we've got Barbie, uh, merch. If you need anything.
1: Well, I have a very, like, tumultuous relationship with Barbie and my child because she's obsessed with Barbie. And then I kind of told her, like, Barbie's kind of, like, not that. Um
0: oh, you better be careful what you say right now, girl. You're going right up well, against this fifth, fifth wave feminism. First wave feminism was right to vote. Second wave feminism was what like burn the bra. Third wave feminism was like the modern iteration. Was like so, it was like Dworkin and stuff like that. And fourth wave feminism is Barbie, the Barbie movie. So
1: our kid like three years you ago. You didn't like my
0: riff, you just wanted it I to. I liked stop. it, but I
1: just don't want to forget my whole thing. <laughs> like ahead. uh you know, three years ago she wanted to watch Barbie, and then I was kinda telling her like her her friend's mom and It was like, Oh, you know, her friend's mom said her daughter said it was vacuous. So I Mm. would tell, tell our, our kid, you know, it's kind of vacuous. And I would read, and she's like, mom, this is three years ago. She's like, I like Barbie. She loves her sisters. Mm. And she's like, always trying to like, tell me all these positive attributes of, Barbie and then I watch the show with her and it's like they're just always on vacation and they're always on their phones and they're always like trying to French kiss someone and I'm just like okay you know I don't really want her watching this so I've kind of banned Barbie but right now that it has this resurgence and everyone's like you know her friend Wolfie's like oh yeah check out this song Barbie girl so like we're like playing the soundtrack and everyone's talking about Barbie but she just thinks they're talking about those episodes that she's no longer allowed to watch like she doesn't really know there's a movie out right now.
0: Well the movie I haven't seen it yet. We almost saw it, but we were five minutes late. And Natasha demanded that we not attend the film and me drive her forty five minutes back home. I don't want to but, see a movie
1: five minutes late.
0: But uh
1: especially a movie that has like a setup.
0: But I will say this the new Barbie, according to everything I've heard, it's not it's not vacuous at all. In fact, it goes way beneath the surface <laughs> of of the superficiality of I hear of the old you. Po- I'm just
1: telling you my experience of Barbie with my kids. I, w- so.
0: I was literally just trying to use the word nervous to end this <laughs> intro. It just goes beneath the nervous.
1: All right. I hear you. You know what
0: else goes beneath the nervous? What's that then? Was our conversation on the Patreon and the conversations that we have had on this podcast over the years. And here's a little info to drop on our listeners. This episode is not your normal episode, it's our annual Where Are They Now episode of the Endless Honeymoon podcast. Uh, I'm dressed like I'm going swimming at a pool. You're dressed like you're going to discover a new kind of praying mantis. Uh, and And
1: we're about to go way beneath the nerfus.
0: You know who lives beneath the nerfus? Who's that? That praying mantis you've been looking for. Oh, my God. Indiana.
1: I hate when men don't get style and they just like are like, oh, is that a tablecloth?
0: You're not talking about me. I'm one of the most stylish guys in comedy.
1: All right. Well, listen. I am one
0: of the most stylish guys in comedy. Say that. You are. It's true. It's true. Don't say it with a question mark or a lilt at the end. Say it with, like, yes. It's a yes. It's a yes from me. Where are they now? Uh, We're going to explore some of the stories that we've heard in the past on this here podcast and see. You know, we always say at the end when there's an interesting situation, hey, keep in touch with us. And every once in a while, the people do. And tonight, we find out what happened to some of our favorite guests over the years favorites only hey tosh Yamosh. Yeah, you ever get extremely paranoid that you're going to die because you have a very 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 minor health thing going on
1: uh no but that's because i am an evolved
0: uh, well i am not an evolved person person at all and i get so paranoid and i made an agreement to myself recently that when i have a symptom that frightens me i go to a doctor immediately and how do i do that I do it on ZocDoc. It's the easiest way to get a doctor today. It's so easy that you can do a video visit and assuage your paranoia almost immediately. ZocDoc rules.
1: You're extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice in your group chat, but you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc.
0: It's just an app. You put in what's wrong with you. It'll give you a list of doctors in your area, where they are. You can read reviews on them. You can make a video appointment. You can go visit them same day, next day. It's really, really awesome. And I've had great luck with the doctors on ZocDoc. Me
1: too. I mean, I have doctors I still use. And when you find the right doctor, you can feel it. You feel heard and at ease.
0: So listen, ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun.
1: Go to ZocDoc.com slash honeymoon and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. This can be a video visit. This can be an in-person visit. You get to see how far away each of them are from your house. You get to see their face. Maybe you want a woman doctor. You get to read all the reviews. This service is amazing. That's, That's- Z. I'll do it, Moshe, because I like ZocDoc so much. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash honeymoon. ZocDoc.com slash
2: Honeymoon.
3: Hello, Natasha and Moshe and Laura. Thank you guys so much for your advice. I'm just calling with a quick little update. Um, It's been a year, I think, since... We did the episode, you called it Only Burps. (laughs) And, um, oh, this is Missy, I don't remember if I said that, but this is Missy, and you guys gave me the advice if I should tell my dad or not that I was burping on my OnlyFans, um, where, you know, I'm not like naked or anything, but I am burping quite a bit in some cute outfits, and you guys said not to tell him. Thank you for that, because I would have totally got kicked out, so now our relationship is still fantastic, and he's happy that all my rent is paid on time, and he's telling me how proud he is of me. So thank you guys for saving my relationship with my dad. And another exciting update. I am making just a little bit more money than I was last year, around three dollars $400 a month. And I have branched into the farting uh, game as well as uh, spitting loogies. So sorry, that is really gross. Sorry, Natasha. Um, but yeah, so just wanted to thank you guys and let you know how wonderful you are. <laughs> Bye. Have a great day.
0: Nam Natasha, you're you got you got Santa on that one. Spitting
3: loogies, that's what. (laughs) I love it. That's
1: her sex thing. She's doing on OnlyFans. Not her
0: sex thing. She (laughs) discovered how to make supplemental income without having to do anything (laughs) sexual to her. Obviously, the guys. I I, I
1: agree. I don't think spitting loogies, barping, barping. You got barping
0: on the brain too.
1: Burping and farting. That's farting's getting close sexual farting it's Not getting, really. it
0: comes from your butthole it's more uh, it's more in the sex zone uh, than than loogies.
1: okay although uh, although your mouth your kissing. I've done, I've
0: done spitting in sexual situations and I've never done anything farty yeah but I have done butt thing you know butt thing mm-hmm. love butt thing um this is cool and you know what i I feel like our advice must have been something like there are some things your dad just doesn't need to know, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, if you're gay, you you, you no, they need. There's to There's there's an argument. I get the argument. Like, my father needs to know who I am and who I love. No, if I, you're I, trans, I, think- I get the argument. You know, my father needs to know me fully. If you're just like burping on OnlyFans, I, there's, there's, there's well, let your dad die without knowing that. You know.
1: Also, I agree, and also. You know relationships are particular. See, you know, if sure, if, sure. if you're not feel if it's something you feel like you need to confess, then maybe you should.
0: No. But it's just it, it, your dad a but dad, when people
1: are old, you don't want to like
0: A dad wouldn't even know how it, had to process that. A dad would if you said dad I do porn, I feel like it would be easier to process and emotionally <laughs> recover from than I, I fart and burp and loogie on camera. It just was like he's got to learn all about the those like sub basements of kink and then figure out that you do it, leave him alone, let him die. Let let the guy die. Natasha, I am fucking murdering with you right now.
1: I mean, that is very funny.
0: It is a good, good supplement. I might start burping. Would I? Would that be a good Patreon um, tier? Is I would burp on camera for you, or Natasha farts on a cake? All right, let's play another one.
4: (laughs) Hi, Natasha and Moshe. This is Sean from episode 192. Um, I had called in about my. temper, and um, being prone to conflict. Um, You both gave me really great advice with Natasha giving me some practical tough love. And, you know, Moshe, you really dove dove into the psychology and you gave me some tips and tricks that you use in your daily life. Um, So strangely enough, I actually recently had a breakthrough regarding the issues that I had called in about. Um, So, you know, after the episode aired... Um, I am an egomaniac, so I decided, hey, let's go ahead and look to see what, what the comments said. You know, maybe people agreed with me and, and had similar issues. Um, and turns out everyone, or at least for the most part, um, they they saw me as a crazy person, which, you know, it's that's okay. I completely understand. Um, So naturally, I took all of that information and my insecurities, and I talked it over with my therapist. And incidentally, I shortly thereafter found out that ADHD runs in my family, and that seemed to cross a lot of T's and and dot way too many I's. Um, So my therapist actually helped me to get screened and find a psychologist. And for the past month, I've been on medication. And, you know, my life is significantly better because of it. So it turns out uh, that I'm not entirely an asshole. And though it still exists in my life, um, I was just severely under-medicated and extremely irritable beyond belief because that can happen when you do not have the proper tools to deal with a disorder like ADHD that you have no knowledge of. So though you guys didn't hand me my diagnosis, um, you were definitely one of the inciting incidents that helped me to dive more into it. And my wife and everyone around me have you to thank for that. So I just want to say thank you for giving me that insight and just for doing what you guys do. It's it's always fun to listen to and to watch as well. If I can give a plug to your Patreon, I've been a subscriber now. I'm so happy with it. My wife has stolen all of the stuff that you have sent us. And we also have Natasha's child's picture that she had made for us actually sitting on our piano right next to one of our engagement photos and it's always fun to look at and explain to people whenever they come over so thank you so much for everything that you do and i hope you guys all have a great day (laughs) i mean thank you
0: well yeah there's a lot (laughs) a lot to um to deal with there a lot of really profound and beautiful stuff but we're not going to let you get away with saying thank you and not comment <laughs> on it. You've been through a lot, uh, and you've recovered a lot, and they we're very proud of you, and really honored to have played a part in that recovery.
1: He's How- really drinking the Kool Aid of his therapist, though. Like he's just like, I am ADHD. Like, well, he's- it's
0: easy to drink the Kool Aid when you take the SSRI and feel better. You know, I mean, it's not Kool Aid. You take the fucking pill, and you're like, I am better. If that makes you feel better, he-
1: you. It- but like you have ADHD and you don't take medication.
0: You know why I think I have ADHD? Why? Because of the fucking commenters on this podcast. It never occurred to me, you know, when I was a little kid, I got diagnosed with ADHD and I was medicated for it. The medication did not help me. And I just figured when I got into AA and, and did, you know, work through the steps and grew up a little bit that what what. I thought was ADHD was just, you know, all this unresolved psychological stuff. Then I start a podcast with my loving wife and an awesome producer, the best producer, and then the comments come in. Oh, classic ADHD. You feel so comfortable just diagnosing me. Oh, this is ADHD. Oh, this guy's got ADHD. To the degree where I go, well, I guess I fucking have it. And you know, our therapist constantly... When I mentioned I might have ADHD, still constantly refers to me as what?
1: Neurodivergent.
0: Neurodivergent. Just that's what you just decided that you'll call me as neurodivergent just because I said I might have ADHD.
1: It is so funny when he says that about you. Why? Because you gristle.
0: I do not want to be labeled. Listen, not that there's anything wrong with neurodivergence.
1: And I was like, but, am I neurodivergent? And he's like, oh no,
0: no. no. <laughs> but, but the implication is kind of. In our therapy sessions, I'm neurodivergent and you're just like, you know, kind of like a B word. <laughs> like, you know, no, you're normal. You're just kind of, you know, got stinky ass attitude. That's <laughs> And you're neurodivergent. <laughs> he just always, he says it so much that today on our, in our session, I go, you know, I don't really love it when you label me neurodivergent. And is that like a guy, a cis, a cis guy going like,
1: I don't want to be called cis. Kind of.
0: Well, maybe I don't want to be called cis either. Cis cis divergent.
1: Listen, if there's maybe some sort of Al-Anon group that I can go to, like children of people who are neurodivergent or spouses of people who are neurodivergent.
0: You can't even pronounce it. When you say neuro, you sound like that guy saying thank.
1: (laughs) No, he said thank.
0: Yeah, I know. He's trying to say thank and you're trying to say neuro. Nero. What are you? What is this? The emperor. Emperor Nero? Get the fuck out of here. I'm not Nero Divergent.
5: Okay, listen. You know listen. who was
0: Nero Divergent? You know who was Nero Divergent? <laughs> was Constantinople, because they split off from okay, Rome. Okay, listen. I think that's historical. There character. are, like, so many of these, Moshe, right. right. we
1: have to move on.
0: Okay, next one. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Moshe? Your scalp and or hair is looking Fine, it's getting me aroused.
1: Well, thank you, I have been taking Nutrafol.
0: I knew something was different. What is Nutrafol?
1: Nutrafol are hair growth supplements and they target the root causes of thinning hair from within. Nutrafol's scalp care formulas help create a healthy environment for improved hair quality. Now, after I had my kid, all half my bangs on my left side all just started disappearing. Mm. So it is growing back very slowly.
0: Well, just like the skin on your face when your scalp is unbalanced or not cared for regularly with the right products, it can become clogged, dry, and irritated, leading to poor environments for natural hair growth. And Nutrafol, it balances all that good stuff out.
1: The shampoo, scalp mask, and scalp essence are each gentle yet effective and work to exfoliate purify and balance the scalp for improved hair health. You gotta start with the scalp see? Oh yeah. Listen I go to a very fancy Hollywood hairdresser. Ooh. I'm a little embarrassed by what I pay for a haircut but that guy while I was sitting in his chair said you have to try Nutrafol.
0: And you were like, already on it. They're already advertisers on the Endless Honeymoon pod, and I can get you a $10 Mervah discount on I it. I did
1: get say I could get him a discount.
0: That's Nutrafol.com scalp promo code honeymoon for $10 off your first scalp care order. Have your hair looking thick and Hollywood-like Natasha's. Nutrafol's physician-formulated scalp care products are clinically shown to balance the scalp out and arouse your husband. Oh, no, that's not true. They will visibly improve hair health and strength in two weeks. This has been clinically shown with their 100% natural fragrance, zero parabens, and ingredients that are color and extension safe. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash scalp. Enter that promo code HONEYMOON for $10 off your first scalp care order. This is available only to U.S. customers and for a limited time
1: easy to take. It's just four little pills a day. That's Nutraful.com slash scalp promo code honeymoon for $10 off your first scalp care order.
3: Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Legero. I knew you were going to say that. My name is Ellie and I was on the episode, The Healing Power of Film from December. I called to ask about how to establish pet names with my boyfriend of many years and you both gave me great advice. So my update is that we do successfully use pet names. Um, We did not go with the Yiddish name that Moshe suggested. We did go with Honey, which Natasha suggested. So thank you for that. And we are also engaged. So I think you can both take direct credit for our relationship. Thank you both. Love you lots. I love that. Hell yeah. And honestly. Honey.
1: uh, Classic. And also it's a gateway.
0: Honey's a gateway.
1: Honey's the gateway drug to marriage uh-huh start calling them honey you know you start well, they, to have like the shorthand you live together it's domestic it feels good it, you know it's
0: they do say actually that uh, a couple that has like their own little like language is uh, ha- has stays together longer and has more uh intimacy you have your own little like only you and me kind of languages and pet names are a big part of that so yeah that's good honey it's a little hacky but what are you gonna do i call that's what i call you Right? Yeah, isn't that I what think I call it's you? Hacky. No, I'm joking. I was joking. But isn't that what I call you? Yes. Yeah, what else do I call you? I call you Tosh, Trash, Trasha. <laughs> Anything else?
1: Uh we don't really have like pet names.
0: No. No, I guess we don't. We don't. You but... call me Big Dick Willie though. <laughs> Would you consider that a pet name?
1: Uh I don't call you that, so yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, I think we have one more. One more. Where are they now? This has been a real fun look back. This, you know what this is like? It's like one of those family ties episodes where they're like, "Do well, you remember the the like memory episode? What do they call those?"
1: They would they would always uh be in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, and then they're like playing flashback, playing play, yeah flashback episode, playing clips from old old episodes. Nice, feeling good.
1: You could never do that now.
0: No, nobody would care, <laughs> and nobody likes TV enough. Imagine that in Game of Thrones. Ah. <laughs> ah. Ned Stark, you remember when you still had a head? And then they play that. Tyrion Lannister, you remember when you fucked that whore in Oldstown?
6: Hey, you two. This is Tatiana. I was a caller during the Ronda Rousey episode. I had a flower in my hair and a nose ring in my nose that Natasha did not care for. (laughs) Um... And my advice was uh, I wanted to ask you guys what how you thought I could combat um, the men in my life who just found me intimidating and wouldn't take things, you know, to any next level uh, because of that. And, you know, Moshe gave me really good advice about, you know, I had to really stop focusing on uh, what their problem was and just figure out why I'm picking those assholes Um, and I've really taken that to heart and I'm doing a lot of self work to, you know, figure out what's going on there. I mean, truly, I know what's going on there. It's abandonment issues, but, (laughs) um, I'm really doing my best to try to pick a better, um, you know, option for a partner. Uh, I currently actually got rid of all my apps because I was just turning up some really, really uninteresting, just weirdos. Uh, but I am talking to a few guys, um, who aren't intimidated by me, but are also not wanting to take the next step. So, you know, who knows? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to figure it out and I just want to thank you guys again for taking the time, uh, to give me that advice. And I wanted to say this, uh, during my last episode, I was so nervous, Moshe, Uh I've been fucking with the Champs since day one. Uh you're probably the second podcast. The Champs was the second podcast I've ever listened to and uh been really um big fan ever since. And Natasha, you've done such incredible work, but I gotta say another period is one of the best shows that's so of my wheelhouse and I uh love it so so much. And uh just thank you both for uh entertaining me. Thanks. (laughs) Bye.
0: Any man would be lucky to have her. Don't just say that right now.
1: That was very sweet.
0: I mean, she seems cool. Honestly, I'm going to say something um, controversial.
1: Yeah.
4: I I almost
0: think as I get older that if you ever, it's almost a red flag if you're like um, too turned on by someone. It's like, it's almost red flaggy when you're like the person feels like drugs you know like I think that's connected to what you're saying it's like you pick these jerks like because you're like all of a sudden your like heart is like beating like crazy and your guts going nuts and you just like it's if if a if a, if a lover feels like drugs it's almost never gonna be good
1: but then what do you do
0: you 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 find people where the it feels purely positive and never strung out. Like I used to get these have these connections. I mean, it's so hard to do because that feeling is so um is so ar- arousing. I don't mean that in a sexual way, but just like it's psychically arousing that feeling of like, I gotta be around them. but it's almost it almost never works out when you have that feeling about somebody. and I like it's so much harder. To have a a relationship with somebody who doesn't make you feel that way, but always makes you feel good. Like, you know what I mean? Like a relationship with someone that is kind of like 40% you feel like shit and it feels like you're strung out, but like that other 60% you feel like you're actually high. If it's it's hard to not do that kind of relationship, but people I used to get so stuck in that chasing that feeling that i would not even notice i was with somebody toxic. You know, i would be like in it with them and then like, you know, a month would go i would be like, wait a minute, they treat me like shit. You know, because i was so focused on that like drug feeling. I don't even know if that's fair to say to this person because i don't know that she's definitely feeling that about these guys that don't want to take it to the next level, but there's something that i i i just that occurred to me.
1: I have a hard time believing that i would judge someone's nose ring.
0: Oh, i don't. <laughs> I can't even remember you saying it.
1: What, what did I say? I don't know. What do I care if she has a nose ring? You're that doesn't probably sound trying like to me.
0: roast her, you know? You're probably trying to no, roast her. No, I might have a I septum ring. S- probably septum ring.
1: I mean. Hold on.
0: <laughs> That's a <for> freebie. <laughs> That's a freebie for you guys.
1: Ew. I
0: just thought it was thematic.
1: You're so right, though. Like, why involve your dad in that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're back to that. No, but anyway, you know what? A journey. Like that, where you have where you realize I'm really glad that I said something that felt like meaningful to you. Because if it felt meaningful to you, it's not because I was being deep, it's probably because the truth of it resonated to you. So that's a long process, it's a process, it's a process. And you know, everybody, every relationship doesn't work until you find one that does.
1: All right, well, uh, let's let's hear another one of these.
0: Hey, Tosh, yeah, Moj, you know, I recently signed up for a subscription service and I was panicked trying to remind myself to cancel it again. And then I remembered Rocket Money. Rocket Money does that hard work for you.
1: Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, And helps you lower your bills all in one place.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. We had a subscription for a road trip that we took of scary (laughs) stories for our kid. And we never listened to him again because we weren't on the road trip again. And it just kept getting billed and billed and billed until Rocket Money. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon.
1: Most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions when in reality the number is closer to 200 When you've signed up for so many things like streaming services you used or one-for-one one show you watched or free trials or delivery you don't use, it's so easy to lose track. Of what you're paying for in this capitalist hellscape that we live in.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to RocketMoney.com/honeymoon.
1: That's RocketMoney.com/honeymoon. Everyone's talking about this. Get your subscription today. RocketMoney.com/honeymoon.
5: Um, my name is Alex, and I was on the Crumb Sprinkler episode with Eliza Schlesinger. Um, I had called because I was seeing somebody that couldn't stop licking his lips, Uh, even in, like, intimate times. It was annoying. Anyways, um, probably, like, a month later, not even a month later, he had – you guys gave me the advice to stop seeing him. And I had already started to, like, kind of back out of it. But then he decided that we had to have a full-on conversation about – you know, not wanting to see each other and his reasoning for not wanting to see me anymore was just that the relationship just kind of ran its course, whatever that means. Um, I don't think that's really a reason to stop seeing somebody. It's not very clear. What's the point of having the conversation if you're not going to give a real reason for not wanting to continue seeing someone? Anyways, uh, yeah, everything was resolved. We're no longer seeing each other. I don't have a lip licker in my life any longer. Life is good.
1: You know what's so interesting about that call is like the whole lip-licking thing that was just like that was just a symbol. Cute, a symbol. Yeah, you know like yeah, it yeah. was like there's something wrong and, yeah. and it's it's it must be this and right. this is the thing that is like helps you get to the truth which is
0: you don't want to be there.
1: Right. Exactly. And now it's totally. like she was able to rid herself of it from like focusing on this like thing that wasn't even really the thing.
0: Because when she said we gave her the advice to stop seeing him, I was like, that doesn't sound like me. That sounds like you for sure. <laughs> but then, I, but then I think you must be right. I don't remember every detail of the call, but probably we got. You need to shed it. We got to the bottom of what was really going on with the lip licking, which is that she was feeling that kind of feeling of repulsion that comes when you know a thing isn't right for you and you want out and you can't. Your brain can't quite articulate why. I have another hot take. You ready for another hot take? Mm-hmm. These this whole um, "you didn't break up with me right" thing. Like I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like breaking up with a person, even if you're the person, even if you're in love with the person still, or you want to be in the relationship still. If a person breaks up with you, they are doing you a kindness. Even when it hurts, it is kind because they are getting the fuck out of your life so that you can start your healing process, so you can be with somebody that doesn't want to break up with you. Like, all these things were... (laughs) All these things where people are like, you know, oh, he didn't break up, he or she didn't break up with me right or I need to I need to figure I need to get closure. I need to get to that person so they can tell me why and oh, you know, he broke up with me and it was so fucked up because I still like it's just like, dude, all relationships end. They all end except for maybe if you get married or stay with the person and even those end. You know, it's like Th- that is the natural course of relationships is that they end until you find maybe one Damn, person. Damn,
1: cold-hearted snake it's over here. It's not cold.
0: It's real. Every single relationship ends until the last relationship you're in. You're
1: such a romantic.
0: No, but that is romantic. I'm saying this is romantic, right? Like, every relationship you were ever in ended, am I right? Until you met me?
1: My... My other relationships didn't end. Yes, they they might have evolved. Well,
0: I'm saying the romantic portion of your relationship ended. Yes. Until you met me. Yes. And so, so. No, So thank God, every, every heartbreak is just a door opening so you can get out of a situation you're not supposed to be in to see if you can get into a relationship that you should be in. And God forbid this one ends, well, that'll be right too, even though it'll be d- horrifying to both of us and our hearts will break. I mean, my point of, it, of this is, and maybe it's not a romantic point, is that when somebody breaks up with you, even if you think they, don't, they shouldn't have or they didn't do it right, they're doing you a favor because they're getting out of your way. So you can find somebody that really loves you right. All right. One of the prerequisites for me being in a relationship with someone is that person shouldn't want to be uh, out of a relationship with me. That's sort of one of my rules is I want everyone I date to want to date me back. So why would anybody want to be with somebody that doesn't want to be with them? Even if it hurts like hell. God, I'm dropping fucking knowledge right now. I'm going way beneath the nervous.
1: All right, let's 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 take another one.
0: Maybe I'll have another hot take on this next one.
1: Hope so.
7: Hi, my name's Monique. I was on episode 214, um, titled Crack and Suck. And the problem I gave to Natasha and Moshe was that my husband can, kind of had started violently turning in his sleep at night, and it was waking me up every night. So the advice i was given was like to get a new mattress um to maybe start using separate blankets and investigate if he's a serial killer <laughs> um i don't think he's a serial killer he's like the nicest person on earth although like some of my friends are like maybe that's what makes him an excellent serial killer but you know, <laughs> um so in terms of like what we did, I we started using separate blankets, so that's been super helpful, actually. I've been like Hell yeah. sleeping great through the night. We, we did not change the mattress because we got too lazy. It is really shitty. We were testing it a bit, and we did realize it does kind of transfer every single little movement, so that's probably adding to what was waking me up. I don't know why it didn't wake me up before, but the blankets did great. So I've been sleeping through the night. He did... like He told me that once he woke up and like my his arm was on my face so clearly i'm sleeping through that i guess uh and yeah i guess that worked thanks guys
0: we are a podcast that has a discount on a mattress that does not disperse movement we'll give you a discount on the motherfucker
1: listen Moshe needs his own separate duvet because he's a he's a little bitch. And um,
0: why does that make me a little bitch? You you take the, the the blanket. It's August. I like a weight. I like a little bit of a weight on me. But 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 by the way, um, separate blankets good. But definitely, people should get um um what the what the fuck is the name of the mattress company we use Helix. Everybody should get a fucking Helix mattress. I mean. It's obvious what you should do, get a helix mattress. But I gave this woman an update. She clearly doesn't listen to the podcast every week because I gave her an update because a a psychologist DM'd me and said that her husband needs to be on, I believe it was beta blockers. That, that, That violently turning in your sleep is like a thing and beta blockers would actually help it. I think it was beta blockers. I'm pretty sure about that.
1: This sounds pretty legit. Well, pretty legit medical. (laughs) advice.
0: Well, it was a psychologist that DM to me. I don't know. I mean, what the heck do I know? But that's so good. Separate blankets, separate blankets. I think like is so good. And the, all you have to know is it's what they do in Northern Europe. And they're better at, I'm saying, I'm going to say everything except food. Like, you know what I mean? Their sweater game is on point. Mm. Their rocking chair game is on point. Their happiness quotient through the roof. They eat reindeer like nobody's business. They
1: all have saunas.
0: They all have saunas. Everyone
1: has a sauna in their backyard. They're
0: fucking loving life right now. So anyway.
1: I'm Finland bound.
0: Yeah, we're moving to Finland. This is about to be the Endless Finland podcast pretty soon. Um, And by the way, Finland is the most diverse country on earth. Do you know that? Is that true? Not even close. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. Let's play another.
2: Hi Moshe and Natasha. It's Gail from the Hornly episode. I haven't spitten anyone's eggs, but I am in fact a little Hornly because I did follow your advice and break things off with my friend with Benefits slash provider of hash oil. Um, I should note that we did that that I did this while I we were coming down from MDMA, which I figured would soften the blow and not surprisingly he booked it out of my place that morning as soon as we woke up so uh, I messaged him a few days later to check in and it sounded like he was a little hurt but not devastated but he said he needed time which I read as Moshe being correct and that I should expect to really never hear from him again and I respected that. Since none of our mutual friends had any idea what was going on though um, about a week later I was very shocked when one of our mutual friends added him to a group text thread that a bunch of us are on, and neither of us can acknowledge it. Long story short, I am currently enjoying my recently refreshed stock of hash oil, and though I do want to acknowledge that Moshe did give very good advice in this situation, in the end, technically Natasha was correct, and we should acknowledge this. I was able to end the sex and keep the hash oil, which is a pretty good distraction from my current hornliness. Uh, you guys are the best. And next time you're in Atlanta, I got the sexless hash oil hookup for you.
1: I'm sorry. I mean, I'm I smoke pot a lot. What what would I do with hash oil? What is that?
0: I think it's probably one of the things you vape. Why are you asking me? I've been smoke pot in thirty years. I
1: want some hash oil. I don't go remember to this. Atlanta
0: and go fuck some guy <laughs> that he's sad and lonely. He just lost his main hookup. <laughs> Hash oil? I think Um, it's, yeah, it's a substitute vape, isn't it? Isn't it, Laura? No. No, it's for cooking? No.
1: (laughs) I mean, she's making it sound like.
0: By the way, she's going to fuck this guy again. I mean, that is a guarantee. She's going to fuck the guy again. You think? Yeah, here's the problem with being in touch with people. for whom you have had booty call things, unless you're in a relationship with someone else, that can actually help. That can make it go away. You've got this like uh, portal of energy between your genitals that, like, nay, though it becomes distant, it's always there, and it's so easy to pry that bad boy open. You know, you're lonely one night, and you're like, "Well, I mean, I fucked him thirty times. What difference <laughs> does one more time make?" Right. And then you're back to the races once again. Oh, they're fucking again. They're um, they're gonna fuck again. I had booty calls. That went on for more than a decade. Mm, That's weird. You think so? I never had that. Yeah, but did you have booty calls at all? No. Okay, so you can't really, you're not really qualified to to parse out which part of it's weird.
1: Sorry, I'm not sophisticated enough to have had booty calls. I'm
0: not saying sophisticated or not sophisticated. I'm just like, it's like you saying like eating. You eat a trout. That's weird. And I go, Have you ever had fish? You go, No, I've never eaten fish. Fishing, my thing.
1: Well, you never
0: had a booty call.
1: I mean, a a booty call. What do you? What do you mean?
0: What do I mean?
1: Like someone who I would like. Yeah, someone call when I was drunk because I wanted to fuck them. Yeah,
0: like a situation where you're not dating, but you have a sexual relationship, and once in a while you guys hook up purely physically. No, never. No, that's crazy.
1: You think that? I think you're in the minority
0: for sure. Yeah, am I, I mean, wrong?
1: I would have people that I would like and have a crush on, and then get to know them, that's and then dating. maybe eventually. That's have dating. Sex You're with talking them. about dating.
0: Yeah, that's, no, I've be never weird. had a booty call. It'd be weird if I said, "Oh yeah, I've never done that." I, think I mean, I've, I've dated.
1: Never had a booty call because of the the name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you also wouldn't go in for friends with benefits either. That it's not that like you sounds like that better, better than booty call. Have you ever had a friend with benefits? No, it sounds like you haven't. Never, huh? That's interesting.
1: Once I was friends with someone and then they had just broken up with their girlfriend. And then I remember like we were hanging out and they tried to kiss me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Like, I've had like friends. You've had
0: men you've rejected. (laughs) Yeah, that's different than a booty call. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, I guess I've never had a booty call. Sorry, honey. Oh,
0: it's okay. That's interesting. I feel like you're in a a distinct minority generation-wise. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Laura let us know. You don't have to tell us if you've had one, but is that that's weird, right?
1: To have I, never had someone who you just yeah. go over to their house to have sex. Or
0: they come to yours?
1: Well, here's the thing though, I never dated in the age of like Apps. Tinder and finding people. But Booty that calls way.
0: didn't start from apps. The movie Booty Call. I think you came know came out I, long before Tinder dropped. You know
1: what I think I am like? I think I would like date someone. Like, I'd go on, like, two dates with someone. I'd go on a date with someone and, like, think they were, like, a total loser and never talk to them again. But then I would go on dates and I was like, oh, if, I'll, if I'm, if i like, on a third date, I'm like, okay, I guess, like, I'll just figure out how to make this work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like um, so being just, a woman is what it sounds like. So
1: I'm just kind of, like, dating people who are beneath me and, like.
0: You don't think I'm beneath you, do you?
1: No, but I'm just saying, like, that is, like, the, you know, in terms of having a booty call, I'm just, like, making anything work.
0: You ever have a one-night stand?
1: Yeah, I've had that.
0: Did you have sex on the first date? Yeah, I've had that. Was that typical for you? No. No. How long would you usually wait? I don't know. You didn't have a rule? No. No. Okay. Okay. I'm just just interested getting to know (laughs) you. All right, let's play another secret, or uh, whatever this is.
8: Hey there, it's Lainey from episode 196, A Boy Named Sasha. My issue was that my boyfriend kept calling me his wife. Uh, Mosha and Natasha, well, Moshe said I need to be less tough and brittle um, in more kinder terms. And Natasha told me to ask him what other pet names he would like to call me. That night, I asked him about pet names, and he told me he prefers to just call me Lainey. So, that advice didn't really go anywhere. (laughs) But um, we left Orange County. We moved to Pittsburgh and bought a three-bed, one-bath house. Uh, We are working through the pea splatters in the one-bath, but... Since then, we've actually become ethically non-monogamous as we work through exploring our new environment and adjusting to living with each other and our new selves since we've bought a house and moved across the country.
0: Imagine leaving Orange County and getting to Pittsburgh and being like, now's the time to open up this relationship (laughs) you're in this like beach babe community and you're like it's you and me forever you get to the steel mill and you're like ah yeah there's a there's a there's a milf minor i'd like to fuck (laughs) you know i i think what's cool not that this is devolving it sounds like there's there's they're really, and this kind of connects to my like break up with people and get out of their way thing. Is like all movement in a relationship is like probably good in some way. Like if this ethical non monogamy leads to the dissolution dissolution of their relationship, good. If this ethical non monogamy gets them to a place where they can enjoy their coupleship forever in this state, good if this ethical non-monogamy leads to a place where they realize like oh actually we want to be with just each other and be exclusive again good like any movement any oxygen
1: no listen good here's the problem she even said working through the pee splatters that
0: to you meant she wants out
1: just stop peeing around the edges of the (laughs) toilet that's
0: all you heard in that whole
1: just guys like just just pee in the toilet like if women had to pee standing up, we would not be peeing like all around everywhere, making sure we got every corner of piss or like reading our phones where our our, like vaginas just kind of like drip drop it like anywhere. Like just like focus it in the toilet. It's not that small of a like it's a pretty big it's not like you have to put it into like a little tiny cup it's like it's that's a big bowl you're like one, why is it all over pick up your piss and then maybe we'll want to be monogamous
0: you're the one that sticks your maxi pads on the dining room table at once a month with Listen, a sign on it that says try to, to deflect pig.
1: with humor i'm just telling you the pee stains
0: that's all you people, took out of that
1: well I she said it it, it was from her and i feel it Mm. There's a lot of... Every, it's not you either, Moshe. Anytime any ma- males are around mm-hmm. in our house, we have a lot of friends, a lot of visitors come stay. Whenever there's men, there's always piss everywhere.
0: Oh, that is a that is a profound... <laughs> uh, maybe that should be your pet name for him. P- piss stain. But you know, that is a funny answer. What, what pet name would you like to use with me? And he goes, Laney. <laughs> <laughs> Her name. <laughs> but it's,
1: I mean, if, if it's, if it's you know, in your head and you want to know, like, why not ask?
0: I think we're on to something here. I think your thing and my thing are on to something here. In general, in relationships, I think what you're getting at is everyone should try to be a little bit more considerate. Right? Mm-hmm. Just try to put your... And it comes back to warm towels. Mm-hmm. Try to put your mind into the frame of what would this person want from me and do that. I struggle with that. I forget. I get distracted. It's you know, kind of called just being selfish and self-centered. I just am thinking about me. And so even the ways in which I attempt to uh, show you love or through the lens of, of my own thing, not like what would she want in this situation. So the degree that you can do that, all the better. And all movement is good, whether it's breaking up, becoming non-monogamous, becoming monogamous again, getting closer, getting engaged. It's all good because it's all a part of the journey of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast.
1: If you have a secret, give us a call at 213-222-8608.
0: And if you'd like to be on our podcast, you can email us at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. Also, we're on Instagram. We've got a Patreon. It's been uh, name-checked repeatedly on this episode. Become a part of our Patreon. Help keep the lights on around here. And you can find us on... YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe. Natasha. It's been, how long has it been? Five years? Four years? This is our fourth. It's been four years. This is our four-year anniversary with Laura, with you. And I will say to Laura and you, it's a pleasure doing this podcast with you. I love it. It brings me joy. It brings me things to think about. And it makes me love you even more.
1: I love you, too.